Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have indeed joined Calvary Live. Welcome to today's edition of the program. My name is Jeff Figgs. I have the privilege of pastoring Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in Weld County, which is in northern Colorado. And I'm your host for today. I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So the call-in number you just heard is 303-690-3000. Love for you to call in and ask a question. Or if you have uh, a prayer request, we want to pray with you. And I'm sure many of you, that you need prayer or you want prayer or you desire it. So give us a call at 303-690-3000. And let's join together. As I've been mentioning, as I've hosted the show, we really need each other uh, more than ever. And this is a way for us to stay connected as we continue uh, to be separated uh, physically. We can't, um, you know, join in churches together. We uh, have been going through that. I believe yesterday was week number seven, uh, the seventh Sunday that we've done online services. And it looks like we're going to continue to have to do that through the month of May. And I know that it can be discouraging we miss each other. I'm sure many of you out there are saying, I miss my church family because God made us to fellowship. And of course, fellowship with the Lord is of primary importance in all of our lives, but also it's important for us as believers. And the way that we can stay in fellowship is through programs like this, Calvary Live, where you can call in and ask questions and, and give your prayer requests, and we can pray together, we can join together. So thankful for Calvary Live, have been for many years, but how we need this program more than ever. So I know that things have changed. Uh, all of us have been affected in different ways by this pandemic and the stay at home. Uh, some of us are going to be transferring to a safer at home uh, here in the next few days. Uh, some of you have to continue in the metro area of Denver to stay at home orders that extend through the 8th of May. It can all be very confusing, but one thing that we have, which is a certainty, is that is the Lord in his promises and his truth for us, and that he desires to minister to us uh, during these times. And, and he's not a God of confusion. A man will bring confusion. Uh, man's ways, philosophies, uh, a, the circumstances of life will bring confusion to us, but God is not the God of confusion. So we can have certainty in our lives. We can have answers, and that's what we desire to do, is give you answers to give you uh, the certainty of the truth of his word, to bring comfort to you. So please give me a call at 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you. This is really your show, uh, the listener show. So we want to welcome everyone who's listening on Grace FM today. Uh, welcome on this beautiful Colorado day. Certainly spring has come and warm. It's supposed to be nice all week. Uh, it causes us to want to get out 
And uh, so I pray that you're having a blessed day uh, wherever you're at, uh, whether you're in southern Colorado at 101.7. I know so many people down there. I'd love to hear from you guys down there in Pueblo West or Fountain or Colorado Springs area. And then from Castle Rock up into the metro area, Parker, up through Boulder and Longmont and uh, Fort Collins, Gloveland, Greeley, up into southern Wyoming, 89.7. Love to hear from you guys as well, how you're doing, what the Lord is showing you. I'm sure that the Lord is showing you uh, many things or some things during this time. Maybe you're going through a dry season. Maybe it's been difficult for you to get motivated and read your Bible and to pray. And that can happen. And, and I hope that we can bring refreshment to you to remember this that he is the one that brings the living waters to us. Remember Jesus said on the, uh, the last day of the feast in John chapter 7, he said that, that any of you thirst, come to me and drink, and now of your innermost will flow torrents of living water. And so uh, we want to go to him. We want to go to him. He said, if you come and eat of me and drink of me, you'll never hunger and thirst again. And he's talking about closeness and relationship and uh, just that intimacy with him and being surrendered to him and his will. And and so the Lord wants to refresh us and renew us here today. So uh, give me a call. Uh, and 303-690-3000, there is a second means for you to be able to uh, communicate a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that number is 720-336-0897. want to say quickly, welcome you who are listening on uh, Truth FM, Hope FM. If you're listening to uh, on another radio station, a Christian radio station, welcome. Those of you I know uh, that are listening on any other station other than Grace FM, that you have a week delayed in the program, but you can call in at 303-690-3000, and we'd love to hear from you. And so blessed to be a part of your lives on the East Coast and uh, Hope FM and Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey and Truth FM and parts of Tennessee and Kentucky and other places. Welcome. Give me a call. Let me know how you guys are doing as well. And we want to bless you and, and be connected to you guys as well. We have people from all over the country uh, that listen um, on the Grace FM app, uh, on their smartphones and on their tablets. We encourage you to download uh, the Grace FM app. It's free, uh, very easy to do, only takes uh, uh, just less than a minute to be able to do that. And those who are listening around the world, even from South Africa, and um, we got a listener, I believe, from uh, what I'm looking on the map, Saudi Arabia, and from Eastern Europe, uh, uh, we want to welcome you, uh, and uh, we just so glad that you're tuned in. Pray that you're doing well. And so uh, as they're listening on the Grace FM website, and some of you are as well, so the growing uh, listening audience on uh, online, is, it's been wonderful. If anywhere in the country you want to call, you can call us at 303-690-3000 as people are listening from all over the country. So blessed to be a part of your lives. We're going to go to Andrea Andrea in Inglewood on line one. Hi, Andrea. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just have a prayer request for you. Mm -hmm. um, today, me and my pastor, we sat down with my little brother and we were able, we, we, we spoke about the gospel and what Jesus did on the cross. And although my brother was 
hesitant and he didn't know um, what to believe or what to really think. He did not deny the gospel, and so we pray that um, now that the seed is planted, that the Lord would water it and just that uh, the Lord would start to change his heart and um, just give him over to the salvation and this grace and what God did for him. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so wonderful. And this is such a, a great opportunity for us to, to share with family members. And, you know, Andrea, I was thinking about, I was preparing for Sunday's message, and we're in Matthew's Gospel, and he begins to call his disciples to himself, and he calls two sets of brothers, Andrew and Peter, and James and John. And you hear a lot about Peter, James, and John, but you don't hear much about Andrew. But Andrew is really a remarkable person because the first person that he goes to after really having that encounter with Jesus was to his brother Peter. And I think it's so wonderful that that you are witnessing to your brother, having your pastor share with him. Um, I think it's such a tremendous uh, blessing for your brother. And I think uh, as we pray that the Lord's just going to continue to touch his heart and and indeed, uh, as you plant seeds, as it continues to be watered, that we're going to pray that he comes to salvation. So, Lord, I just pray for Andrea. I just pray that you would bless her, that you would um, just her heart as uh, she's had the opportunity to share Jesus Christ and him crucified with her younger brother. I pray that those seeds of truth that have been planted in his heart would indeed be watered, would take root there. Lord, that you would get the increase, that he would come to salvation. I pray that you would give Andrea, and uh, if uh, if it, it comes to her pastor, to be able to continue to minister, to answer those questions, to be able to encourage and, and to share truth with him. So, Lord, we just pray that you would draw him to yourself, you would open his eyes spiritually, that you would, um, Lord, just soften his heart, and that he would come to salvation in Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we just lift him up to you for you to do an incredible work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, Andrea, keep in touch with us, all right? We'll be all praying. right, I sure will. Thank you so much. God bless. You too. God bless you. Bye. Hey, love to, love to hear from you, 303-690-3000. Maybe there's a family member you want to pray for. Uh, we as Christians, here's the thing to remember. I'm sure that all of us are feeling a little bit dry. We're feeling a little bit uncertain, feeling just a little bit off, uh, perhaps, because uh, we continue to go through this this time period uh, that uh, everyone has been affected by it in different ways and, and different degrees. Uh, but one thing for sure is is that God still wants us to be a voice. He still wants us to bring truth to others. And I pray that we're open to the leading of the Lord. And I pray that we are ones that, that, Lord, who can I share with? Because here's the thing to keep in mind, that God is still working, and he's going to unfold this glorious plan. Um, he is going to uh, be faithful to his word. And, and we are in days that are really, when you think about it, are absolutely, um, you know, uh, absolutely incredible uh, as we are seeing things unfold before us that that we haven't seen in our lifetime, our parents in their lifetime, but it's all pointing to something. It's reporting, uh, pointing to and, and going to culminate into where the Lord's going to come for his church. 
And then uh, we're going to see that he's going to eventually come in the second coming and usher in his kingdom. And, and we shouldn't be surprised that we're seeing these things around us because it speaks to us of these things. And Jesus would rebuke the religious leaders and saying that you can be discerning of the weather, but you can't discern the coming of the Son of Man. And we are to be discerning in the days in which we are in. And so people are wondering, you know, they're, they're questioning, and we have truth to be able to give to them and to be able to minister to them. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. Also, that dedicated text line, I, I believe, is still open 24-7 uh, for you to be able to text in a prayer request. And Calvary Church in Aurora has opened that up. And uh, and really anyone, uh, if you want to text in a prayer request, there are those who are going to be taking those prayer requests 24-7, and uh, they are going to respond to you and be praying for you, and I think that's wonderful. So during this hour of Calvary Live, uh, if you have a prayer request or if you have a question, please give me a, a, a text, and uh, we'd love to be able to uh, pray for you. And matter of fact, we're going to do that right now is there's a prayer request that has come in. And uh, so uh, 720-336-0897, that prayer line open 24-7 for you to uh, be able to text a prayer request. Or if you got a question, we'd love to be able to answer that question for you. A text came in to pray for my friends Jessica and Mark uh, for their marriage and healing for Jessica's PTSD. And so, Father, we do pray we just pray for Jessica and Mark. We just pray that uh, that you bring comfort to Jessica, um, that you would just bring healing to her mind. Uh, and Lord, we pray for their marriage, that you would bless their marriage. We pray that you would uh, just draw them to you and then draw them to each other in, in the love and commitment that you desire for them to have, that you desire to work in their hearts. Lord, you know the issues, you know everything that is going on. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would l wrap your loving arms around this couple. And, Lord, that you bring healing and strength and comfort and restoration in every way. I thank you for this one who has texted a prayer request and give them wisdom in ministering to their friends and encouraging them. Lord, I, I just pray that during this time when a lot of us are at home to where marriages are perhaps are being challenged, or being stretched, uh, relationships and families, I just pray that you would work. And Lord, that it would be a time where couples and families would really turn to you and look to you uh, and be blessed and uh, find strength in you, Lord. And we know that you want to do that work. So Lord, we pray for this precious couple. Um, and we pray, Lord, for those who really need a touch of your hand upon their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call for questions and for prayer requests. This is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado with you today on Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you. And I want to read to you, um, we are continuing um, our uh, study in Jeremiah on Wednesday night. So you can join us on our uh, online service uh, I just want to say, and I've been emphasizing this, but I want to continue to emphasize that during this time, it's important for you to be in the Word of God, to be reading your Bible every day. That's one of the things that my congregation hears a lot from me, 
And I want to continue to reiterate it more than ever that we need to be reading our Bibles every day. So read your Bible and uh, be praying every day. Be looking to the Lord to be refreshed and renewed in the things of the Lord, uh, in your soul, uh, in your heart. Uh, but also continue to be hearing Bible study. And I know most churches are doing online services, so make sure that you gather your family, that you're being consistent in that and, uh, and joining in uh, on those online services. Here in, in Greeley, uh, on Wednesday nights, we're going through the book of Jeremiah, and it's such an incredible, incredible study that we've been embarked in, and we're going to be in chapter 16 and 17. And even though there's some some harsh words that Jeremiah has given to a nation that has rejected the Lord and given themselves over to false idols and sin of every kind, that there's always that reassuring words that, that Jeremiah gives. And uh, we went over that last time as the Lord says that, that um, those who uh, come against you, Jeremiah, are not going to prevail against you, but I am with you to save you, to deliver you. And, uh, and so... I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. And those are promises that we can look at and we can hold on to as well because he's redeemed us and, and he is going to uh, deliver us and, and we're going to heaven. And uh, from the grip of the terrible, we have victory in Christ. And so as we go into chapter 16 and 17, uh, I want to read these verses to you, which I think is going to be in a great encouragement. But in the midst of all the things that were going on in the difficult days that they were living in, is that the Lord tells um, Jeremiah that there is assurances, and I'm with you. And he says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its root by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. And so I think that's a great word for us here today, the trust in him, and not only trust in him, but the rest in him. And I think that that's perhaps where a lot of us maybe are wrestling with. And I'll speak for myself. There have been times where I get restless, not sleeping super good at night perhaps, or those seasons, or just feeling a little restless. And I know that the Lord not only wants me to trust in him, but he wants me to rest in him and to rest in his love, and to rest in what he's doing, and that, that I know that, and have the assurance that, that he sees me, and he hears me, and he knows what I'm going through, and whose hope is in the Lord. He is our hope. Matter of fact, in Jeremiah, a title of God is the hope of Israel. He's not only the hope of Israel, he's the hope of the world, and he's your hope as well. And so the hope is the Lord, and he sh- shall be the one who trusts in the Lord's resting in him and is looking to the Lord to be his hope. It's like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river. And of course, um, any of you that you know, as you see the trees that grow along uh, a river bank or a stream bank, uh, that they are being refreshed and renewed by that water. And the roots go down deep and, and they are established, that tree. And the leaves will be green, even out in uh, a deserty area or out in eastern Colorado where there's a lot of uh, plains and, and open area. But those areas where there's a stream, the tree is there, and it's getting its roots down in the water by the, the banks of the water, um, planted by the waters. 
spreading out its roots by the river. And the one who does that plants himself in the Lord as you're trusting him and looking to him that and will not fear when he comes. Its leaf will be green. Listen, we're in a time of heat, aren't we? We're in a time of dryness and barrenness. And the Lord wants you to be established and, and to continue to be planted and, um, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. And he wants you to not dry up and wither away, but he wants you to yield fruit and fruit for him. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. I hope that, uh, that as you join us on our live stream, calvarychapelgreeley.org, as you can listen to it, or Calvary Chapel Greeley Facebook, and I know that you'll be tremendously blessed. Continue in the Word of God. Find comfort in the Word of God. Well, give me a call. we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. And I'd love to have you text in and and um, and a prayer request or perhaps uh, you got a question that you'd like to ask. Somebody who didn't want to be on the air wanted to know about uh, your stance on some churches that choose not to play Bethel, Hillsong, etc., because the pastors of those churches are somewhat supported by music royalties from those artists and are false teachers. Um, you know, it, it's uh, without getting into a discussion about it, some uh, pastors uh, have a um, conviction that they won't play certain uh, music, Bethel or some Hill songs. Uh, that is something that um, they have chosen to do uh, with us. We will vet the songs and stuff. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think that we need to be careful. I, I, here's where I believe that we're, where we need to be careful is that when I teach from the Word of God, I want to teach truth. I want to give the truth of God's Word. And when we sing the songs, we want those songs to be biblically based. And and so um, there's a vetting process that goes on uh, with that. But it, it's an area of debate. It's an area where pastors are having to you know, make decisions on uh, the music that they're going to play. But we do know that worship is very important. And, um, and it always has been. And uh, so it's something that uh, that we need to be wise and discerning in in the days in which we're living in. And I, worship is such a powerful tool and uh, in our services, and it's something that's very important in our services as well. So we want to make sure that we're honoring the Lord in that. So, hey, give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let me know you're there. Let me know how you're doing, what the Lord is showing you uh, during this time uh, that we're going through um, this uh, whole time of uh, being staying at home or safer at home, uh, whatever's going on in your life. If you need prayer, we'd love to be able to pray with you. Again, we want to let you know that that text line is 24-7, and so give us a call and uh, let us know uh, how you're doing on the call-in number, 303-690-3000, or text in a question and a prayer request uh, at 720-336-0897. So let me know that you're listening. Um, also, what we are doing is, uh, I was talking to Andrea, who called in earlier, uh, about our study in Matthew's Gospel. 
And we just got through the last two weeks looking at the baptism of Jesus. We looked at the temptation of Jesus. And now we're going to begin to look at the ministry of Jesus as we continue Matthew. And it's such an incredible study. So we do the live stream at 930 and post it for you to be able to listen to it. Um, we got other teachings online as well. Uh, we are ministering to the kids. We got resources for your kids uh, online as uh, Barbara has done some lessons for the kids. Uh, also, if you're in the Greeley area, we have some craft packets that are outside the front door. For those of you who didn't get them on Friday, they're right there. You can come by and you can just pick up one of those craft packets for your kids. want to let you know. We also got some signs um, that are out there um, that say pray for Weld County, and we have those available, and you want, might want to put those in your yard, and those are available. A lot of people have taken those signs, and uh, we just want to be a blessing and a reminder to uh, be praying. Well, let's go to Fort Collins where Sarah's on line one. Hi, Hi Sarah. Pastor. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Can we, My question. What, go ahead. Uh-huh. Go ahead. <laughs> my question has to do with the rapture. Um, it's my belief that um, when the rapture happens, that all believers um, go up into the air to meet, to be with the Lord. Um, the dead, no, no, no exception. Um, but I'm confused about the 144,000 that are left on the earth during the tribulation. Where did where aren't those believers? Well, what we have is you're correct. Um, the rapture of the church takes place. And then after the rapture of the church, then we uh, have the beginning of what's called the tribulation period. That is in Revelation chapter 6. So you get a, a better understanding of the 144,000 as you travel through the book of Revelation. And in Revelation chapter 6, the beginning of the tribulation begins with the coming of the Antichrist. So he comes on the scene. He's the rider riding on the white horse, conquering and the conqueror, has a bow but not an arrow, which means that he comes initially as a peacemaker. And it correlates with what Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 says, that he makes a covenant with Israel for a week, which is going to allow them to, to, to you know make the third temple. And, and so that's the beginning of the tribulation period. You have the seal, first six seals opened up in chapter 6, and then in chapter 7 there's kind of this pause. And what we see is it begins to tell us of the 144,000, and I'm going to read it for the sake of the readers. And it says that, um, I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, all of the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. So these are Jewish men. Uh, as you go to chapter 14, it gives us a little bit more information about them, um, that they are ones um, that uh, are um, the 144,000, uh, that uh, these are ones not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are ones who followed the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits of God to the Lamb. So the 144,000 are Jewish men. Um, they are believers, so Jewish believers, and it gives indication to us in Revelation chapter 7 that their ministry is that they are going to evangelize. And as you go through chapter 7 of Revelation, it says that after these things I look and behold a great multitude, 
which no one could number of all the nations, tribes, people, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palm branches in their hands. Um, and they're crying out, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So what we conclude is the 144,000 are Jewish believers that are evangelists. They're going to evangelize the world, and many people are going to come to Christ in the tribulation period, and those are called the believers, the tribulation saints. So you have people coming to Christ in the tribulation period, and they're called tribulation saints. The church is in heaven with the Lord. So, Sarah, if you can just hang on, okay, and I'm going to follow up with a couple things. We're going to go to breaks. The only break that we have is going to be about two minutes. We'll pick it up with Sarah. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. we got an open line. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you on this beautiful, beautiful day in Colorado. I welcome all of you. I welcome all of you that are tuned in to today's program. So uh, wonderful for us to be able to be connected together with technology. You just heard the numbers. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. We have an open line. Grab one of those open lines. I'd love to answer your question or to be able to pray with you. And then the text line, which is now 24-7, uh, you can text in a prayer request. Um, but if you have a question as well during the next uh, remainder of the hour that we have, uh you can text in a question as well, and we'll answer that as if, if we have time, and chances are we may at 720-336-0897. So, but it is open 24-7 for a prayer line. Sarah, are you still there with us? Sarah, asking a question? I am. So anyway, I want to follow up. Uh, it, maybe perhaps if you just tuned in, Sarah was asking about who are the 144,000 we began that discussion as Revelation chapter 7 tells us that the 144,000 were Jewish believers. And the thing I want to follow up, Sarah, is people get confused on a couple fronts. Number one is, um, are there going to be those who are going to be saved in the tribulation period? The book of Revelation tells us very clearly that there's going to be those who are going to be saved. Chapter 7 tells us, that there's going to be those from every tribe, tongues, peoples, and nations clothed in white robes th- that they're going to come to Christ. They are saved, and 144,000 are going to be evangelists going about evangelizing, giving the gospel. We also know from Revelation chapter 14 that there's going to be an angel that's going to f- fly across the whole earth that's going to proclaim the gospel as well. And uh, so there's going to be quite an evangelistic movement that takes place in the tribulation period. They are the tribulation saints. They will be heavily persecuted by the Antichrist because the Antichrist is in the middle of the tribulation period is going to proclaim himself as God in the temple of God to be worshipped as God. So um, they're going to go through a very difficult time as well as the Jews who have rejected the Antichrist and God is working in 
um, Israel amongst the Jews, opening up their eyes to where at the at the end of the tribulation period or during that time of Jacob's trouble, that their eyes will be opened and they will recognize that Jesus is their Messiah, their Mashiach. Where Christians also kind of go to um, another view is they say that the 144,000 are just, um, you know, a general number of believers, those who believe that the church is going to go through the tribulation period. Um, Really, the scripture doesn't hold to that at all, because when you read chapter 7 of the book of Revelation, it says that 12,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel— and it names the 12 tribes. It says of the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. That's pretty clear to me <laughs> that these are Jewish men that are sealed by God. So it's not just a general number of believers as um, you know, going through the tribulation period, the church. The church is in heaven, I believe. These are uh, 144,000 Jewish believers that are going to evangelize the world. So hopefully that helps. Yes, it does. I was just trying to, I mean, like I said, if if all the believers are up in, you know, with the Lord, I was like, well, then where where does the 144 come from? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they come from Israel, and, and the, the text is quite clear on that. So yes. it's really an amazing time. And here's the thing to remember, Sarah, that when you look at end time prophecy, that Daniel chapter nine, verse uh, chapter nine, verses twenty three through twenty seven is really the key outline to understanding end time prophecy, and that you know seventy weeks of Daniel, because if you don't understand that, you're going to get goofed up and mixed up in your interpretation of end time prophecy. And the Lord said that there's 69 periods of seven years of the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem till coming of Messiah the Prince, that's it's already passed, speaking of Jesus. And and there's still a seven-year period where the Antichrist comes on the scene, verse 27, and he makes a covenant with Israel. So that seven-year period that we call the tribulation period is more formally called Daniel's 70th week, but it is a time where God is focused once again on the nation of Israel. It doesn't mean that God's not working through the Gentiles, but he's working through that final seven-year period of their history to where their eyes are going to be opened up. And, and so that's a real key for us to remember. And the church age, I believe, is going to come to an end with the rapture of the church before the tribulation period. So hopefully that helps and, and yeah. uh, kind of puts things in order. Yeah. All right, Sarah. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Maybe you got a question about end times. People are are asking questions about end time prophecy, and and, uh, so we're happy to do our best to answer those questions. Matter of fact, let's go to uh, Joshua, who's in Denver, has a question. Hi, Joshua. Hello. How are you? How are you doing, Pastor Jeff? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Just shopping while I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, so well, I, I well, was uh, I was reading in Second Thessalonians two, and right. um, uh, I believe it's oh geez I lost the scripture. Second um, Thessalonians two, where it's talking about 
the second coming, or it's talking about the rapture. I'm not totally for sure. What would want, was wondering if you can expound on that. I'm pretty sure it's talking yeah. about the second coming, and right. that would really help me on my journey to figure out this whole timeline type of deal of whether the rapture is, you know, pre-trip right. or mid-trip or whatever. So um, I, you can expound yeah, on it, that a little bit. And I'm going to read it to you since you're in the store. And uh, <laughs> make, sh- it. <laughs> make sure make sure you keep your social distance from everyone. But yeah, sure. but here it goes. Anything? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let me read it to you for the sake of our listeners yes, too. From Second Thessalonians chapter two, it says, "Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus and our gathering together to Him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter." as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Some uh, interpretations have it the day of the Lord had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and a man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes, exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. Here's the thing, uh, Joshua, is that it's talking about the rapture of the church in the beginning of it. It says okay. our gathering together to him. And what had happened is you got to kind of go back to First Thessalonians. Paul had okay, written okay. to them f- five chapters. It's, it's really amazing, Joshua, because he was with them, what the book of Acts tells us, for three Sabbaths. So anywhere between 21 and 30 days, Paul was with this church, he felt it was important for them to know uh, about the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, and the day of the Lord. Now, there's some terms here that you got to be clear on what Paul had been talking to them in First Thessalonians. In First Thessalonians, he talks about the rapture of the church, doesn't he? He said, The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, notice the pronoun we, we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. So Paul says that there's going to come a time where a generation of Christians are going to meet the Lord in the air. It is different than the second coming of Jesus Christ because Revelation chapter 19 is we come back with Christ. We're going to come back with him riding on white horses when he touches down on the Mount of Olives. We know that the uh, second coming of Jesus Christ, where he comes back literally, physically, to the Mount of Olives to establish his kingdom, that we are going to come back with him. So the rapture of the church is when he comes for his church. We're going to meet the Lord in the air. Jesus said that I will come and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, in John chapter 14. Paul goes on to write in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he said, But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now, that term, day of the Lord, we see throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. The day of the Lord is a period of time that begins in the tribulation period that includes the second coming of Jesus Christ, extends to the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. He says, the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night when they say peace and safety. The pronoun changes. 
When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. But you, brethren, he's going back, talking to the Christian, you're not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. We're sons of the light not and sons of the day. We're not of the night or darkness. And he goes on, and he finishes that by saying, God did not appoint us the wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, comfort one another with these words, he says once again. So the day of the Lord is that period, the tribulation period. So that's what they were taught, Joshua. You go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. It's one chapter powerful that talks about the rapture of the church. It talks about the day of the Lord. It talks about the Antichrist. It talks about um, you know him coming on the scene. A lot of subjects that are, are talked about here. So he says, concerning the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering to him, the rapture of the church, don't be shaken in mind, don't be troubled by spirit, or, you know, or by letters if from us. In other words, some people were forging a letter from Paul saying, hey, you missed the rapture of the church. That's what the people were concerned about. They were shaken. They thought, we're in the day of the Lord. We're in that period of difficulty. We missed the rapture of the church. He said, let no one deceive you. For that day, what day? The day of the Lord will not come unless a falling away comes first and the Son of Man. In other words, he would go on to say, don't you know that this is what I talked to you about? Uh, he says, remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? So I really believe Paul taught a pre-tribulation rapture, you know, um, and he is saying, listen, you don't have to be shaken in mind. You don't have to be upset. Don't receive this letter from us because we haven't changed the truth of God's word. But the day of the Lord is not going to start, you know, um, uh, it begins with the man of sin, the Antichrist coming on the scene. And you haven't missed the day of the Lord. So they were saying that they missed the rapture that they were in the day of the Lord. That's how I read it here in Second Thessalonians chapter two. Okay, no, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I'm 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 pretty sure that's the way that I was leaning towards. But it just when you don't, if you're not careful with those pronouns, like what you're saying, where he turns the right. one subject at the rapture and then another subject, he changes it to uh, to uh, the second coming, and then uh, so yeah, you just got to watch for those for those, uh, those change-ups, I guess. So that's what's really, that's been one of the really cool things about studying this. It's very encouraging. So that's yeah, why it, it is. should be a blessed hope. You know, it that's is why we need to know hope. And I think the other thing to remember, too, is this, that when, you know, you go through the Scriptures, that there's that doctrine of uh, imminent return, that as you go through First Thessalonians, and I think it's a real key to understand chapter two of Second Thessalonians, you gotta understand what Paul was writing to them in First Thessalonians. And he's saying to them, in every chapter of First Thessalonians, all five chapters, he talks about the return of the Lord. He says, Wait for his son in heaven. Um, and there's that doctrine of imminent return that is there. Uh, wait for his son from heaven. Um whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who deliver us from the wrath to come. At the end of chapter 2, from what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? 
for your glory and joy. Chapter 3 goes on, uh, and it talks about that may he establish your hearts blameless in holiness before God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. You know, he keeps talking about the return of the Lord, looking for you know him in heaven. Jesus said, I come at a time that you do not expect. I come when you least expect, in an hour you do not know, so be watching and waiting. We know when the second coming is going to come. It's going to come at the end of the tribulation period. But there is the rapture of the church that can happen at any moment. And that was the convincing thing for me in my own studies of, you know, the rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ, that there is, you know, that that no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled for the rapture of the church to happen. And Jesus said, as we were doing our prophecy update just a couple of weeks ago, talking about the signs and the signs that, that we're seeing all around us, um, and the super sign being Israel being a nation once again, but also as we see the earthquakes in various places, wars and rumors of war, pestilence and famines, we're seeing the birth pangs right now. And Jesus said, when you begin to see these things come to pass, look up and rejoice for your redemption draws near. He would also say in Luke's narrative in the Olivet Discourse, which is very encouraging to me, is that he says uh, that we are to make sure that we're not weighed down um, with certain things. Let me read it to you as I turn to the Take heed, lest your hearts be weighed down in your, uh, with um, carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, that that day come upon you unexpectedly. So we see those warnings that they will come like labor pains, unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. And he said, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things. What things? The things that Jesus talked about in chapter 21. The things that will take place in the tribulation period. And you're counted worthy to escape these things, come to pass, and stand before the Son of Man. People say, you who believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, you just want to escape. Well, Jesus said there is a way of escape. I don't want to be here during that time. So, um, it's, it's you know, as you put the pieces of the puzzle together, I believe, uh, for me, that the Scripture teaches uh, that we're going to be raptured um, before the tribulation period, the imminent return of Jesus Christ, uh, the unexpectancy of it can happen at any time to be watching and waiting is a very important exhortation. So I don't know if you still was hanging on yeah. to all that, Josh. So, oh, no, all I, right. I totally got it. The only one I didn't get, I, I apologize. I was, um, were, were, what were you referencing? Was it 1 Corinthians 15 when you were referencing or um, just the last scripture Luke, that you were referencing? Luke, Luke, Luke chapter 21. 22. Yeah, okay. Luke chapter 21. And we got I got yeah, in-depth study of it on our website coverchapelgreely.org, which I think will be a real blessing to you. I will go definitely check that out, but I, I appreciate your time and that was very helpful uh, and it is a blessed hope and that's it, it just is. seems that that's the most hopeful one out of all of them, the mid-trip and the post-trip like the pre-trip seems to be the most hopeful one. I don't know why we wouldn't yeah. want that one. <laughs> Well, you know? <laughs> and it and it is, and you know, believers are still believers if they believe in another, you know, position of the of the rapture. But you know, I just Jesus w- meant what he said, and he said what he meant when he said it, it comes at a time when you're least expected. That's what he means, and you know, at an hour that you do not know, that it means it can happen at any time. 
So that is something that's very important for us. And the reason, Joshua, I'm, I'm kind of spending a little bit of time on this um, is because I think that right now, especially in this time, that people, there's so much uncertainty that I want people to know that there is certainty, and that is that the Lord's coming back, and He is working, and this is all leading to something, and that He is going to come for the church, and we need to be a voice, because I believe that we are in the last days, that He can come in any moment. We don't know the day or the hour, but it has a purifying effect on our lives. That's why it's called the blessed hope. John would say that he who has this hope purifies himself. If I believe that the Lord can come today, which I don't know if he can, but could he? The one that I love, the one who died for me, come for me, and tomorrow isn't promised to any of us anyway. But if he comes for the church, oh, that causes me to want to live for him and have that urgent message of, you know, you know, the Lord's coming back. Repent and turn to him, and that needs to be the message of the church, especially in the day in which we're living in. So I appreciate your call. Appreciate your your um, comments on that. Keep studying. Absolutely. Will do, and thank you. God bless. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, really, this is a time where um, the church has a message of the cross, of salvation, of um, you know, a wonderful message of hope. People are looking for hope today, and, and I pray that we would be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. The church is not dead. The church is still very much alive. The Holy Spirit dwells in your heart, and uh, the, the Lord wants to work and have you give a message. So we got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got some time left. Text line is 720-336-0897. And so, um, text in a question. Text in while you got a few minutes or a prayer request. That text line is open 24-7. There'll be pastors that will be responding to you. But one of the things that, um, as Sunday, we're going to be going through Matthew's gospel is uh, we're going to take a little time to look at Andrew. And, um, you know, we we go through the gospels and we read about uh, Peter, James, and John. And Andrew was really, a whole lot is not mentioned of Andrew. Matter of fact, when we go through Matthew's gospel, after chapter 4, he's mentioned only one other time, and that is in Matthew chapter 10, in the naming of the 12 apostles. But Andrew really was an extraordinary guy. And there's more information given to us about Andrew that is very important um, that's told to us in John's gospel. So I think it's going to be a great encouragement. Andrew uh, was traditionally, was uh, Peter and Andrew were known as big guys. Uh, some historians call Peter the giant. Uh, big burly fisherman. Uh, I think Andrew, we even see some of his personality uh, there in the gospels. And we're going to talk about the important ministry that Andrew had to family and to others, and I think you'll be encouraged. So uh, live stream our, our services uh, Sunday at 9.30, Wednesday at 7 o'clock, continue in the Word of God. Hey, let's go to Sam in Denver. Uh, Sunday at 9.30, Wednesday at hey. 7 o'clock. Sam? Continue in the Word of God. Yes. Hey, let's go to Sam in Sam? Sunday at 9.30. I'm here. You want to turn down your radio? 
Okay. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good. You got a question? I'm sorry? You got a question? You're on yeah, Calvary I Live. Gave, I gave the question to one of the, my first caller, or the first person that answered, concerning okay. the rapture in 1 Corinthians 15, where it says, at the last trump, mm-hmm. the trump should sound, and then we'll be transformed in a twinkling of an eye. Right. The second question, what is holding the Antichrist back? Okay, two good questions, two very good questions, Sam. When Paul's talking about the resurrection, and here's the thing about the rapture of the church, it is when we're going to meet the Lord in the air, but also we're going to get new heavenly bodies. That's what the resurrection's about. So Paul writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he starts the chapter by saying that Christ rose from the grave, and because Jesus rose from the grave, we have uh, the hope of, of having new resurrected bodies. And then he moves into 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, that in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So that's speaking of the resurrection that's going to take place at the rapture of the church. So in the twinkling, twinkling excuse me, of an eye is the speed of light, not the blink of an eye, but the twinkling of an eye. So that's when the rapture is going to happen, when we will meet the Lord in the air, and instantly we will get a new heavenly bodies. Now, um, there is those who say that at the last trump, they will try to correlate that with the book of Revelation in the seven trumpets that are blown of judgment and saying that's when the, the rapture will take place at the seventh trumpet blast of the trumpet judgment calls in the book of Revelation. I don't see any correlation there um, at all. Um, We see that at the last trump, and uh, as the book of Revelation speaks of seven trumpets that are blown, um, it doesn't necessarily correlate at all with the trumpet spoken of, the last trumpet, uh, as 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, uh, that voice of an archangel, uh, the the trump of God blasts. Um, So I think it's a stretch to try to say that the seventh angel that blows their trumpet, when the seventh angel blows his trumpet, it's not the rapture of the church. It's seven more angels that stand up with bold judgments. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the other question that you asked about is who's restraining, and I'm going to read it for the sake of our listeners, that it says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, all power, signs, and lying wonders. So there's a restraining factor, and he restrains, will do so until he is taken out of the way. I believe that's a reference to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the church. When the church is raptured, then lawlessness will begin to spread very quickly, and the Antichrist will be able to come on the scene. We, the church, are a restraining factor from the Antichrist coming on the scene right now. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that we are to be looking for Antichrist. The Bible says that we are to be looking for Jesus Christ always. So I believe that the church is a restraining factor, 
and that when the church is taken out of the way, then the Antichrist is going to come on the scene, and that's going to begin the tribulation period. So he's going to come according to the working of Satan, all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. So there is going to be a time of great miracles he's going to perform. We know that Revelation chapter 13 tells us that lion signs and wonders, and the world's going to embrace them at that time. The church is going to be gone. But to follow up what uh, you know, an earlier caller had asked, um, there are going to be those who are going to be saved in the tribulation period. Does that help? I have a hard, I have a hard time with the word he. The church is, is a feminine. It's, it's the body of Christ. And I don't know. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to... You know where I'm coming from? Well, he is capitalized here in, in the Scripture. So speaking of the Holy Spirit, that he, you know, the indwelling of, of the Holy Spirit in the church, because the church, one of the things that we have learned, and we only got about 60 seconds left, one of the things that we have learned during this time is the church is not a building. It is a family, like you said. I totally agree with you. We are the family of God. We're the ones that can cry out, Abba, Father, because we have the spirit of adoption. But in this text, I believe it's talking about the Holy Spirit that indwells the church, that when we are taken, as we will meet the Lord in the air, um, then no longer are we a restraining factor. So take a look at that. Appreciate your call, Sam. Uh, good questions that you're asking. Keep reading your Bible. Hey, everybody that's called today, thank you so much for calling in. Hey, let's stick together. Let's pray together. We are a family, and let's keep looking to the Lord. God bless you. I'll be back here tomorrow at the same time. Have a great, wonderful evening in the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.